0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to Mystical Monday. Yeah. Well, today we are going to be talking about paranormal hoaxes. Mm -hmm. Paranormal hoaxes. So there's, you know, plenty of those to go around. Um, I think that's one of the main things you see, like old yeah. pictures
1: of I absolutely believe in the paranormal, but unfortunately- Oh yeah, it's the
0: most fake thing yeah. possible. And, and that sucks for us because, you know, we're in, we're in a group that we try to like prove, you know, the existence of it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So like, we're not in it to try to like find the best stuff. We just want to be real 100% with everything that we have.
1: Yep. Um it's so, so sad that people think they have to fix
0: stuff, man. Yeah. They make it really hard for us to do our job, so that mm-hmm. sucks. Um, but, you know, we couldn't mention paranormal hoaxes without starting it off with the good old Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this, this thing has gone back into, like, ancient times. Like, it's not just a, a new or developed idea. This is something that goes all the way back to stone carvings. Um, They have like a weird looking thing that has fins and flippers, but it doesn't look like anything that we've seen as far as like Hmm. that we've been able to like categorize. You think it's
1: something that maybe
0: did exist at one point? You know, probably I would say it's like maybe we're talking about all the way back to like Stone Age, you know, Hmm. and dinosaurs. I mean, come on. They existed. It's a thing. Um, So, I mean... I think maybe that's maybe where it started. But, you know, this thing doesn't exist anymore. But right. the myth lives on forever. Um, there was a, one instance in 1852 where all of the villagers brought out pitchforks to battle a sea serpent, which turned out to be a horse taking a bath.
1: A horse taking a bath? That is crazy.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, how do you get that mixed up? I'm not really sure how, like, a horse... I don't even, first of all, know how a horse would give itself a bath. So there's that. Yeah. But, you know, especially I don't know how you can mistake that, you know. I don't know. Maybe the darkness. Maybe they can't see. You know, they didn't have electricity back then, which would totally suck if you're just, like, going out in the dark with a, you know, a flame. You know, that doesn't put much in front of you. So it's possible, I guess, that someone got creeped out. But in the long run, we're talking about a horse in the river taking a bath so it's pretty interesting (laughs) yeah um so i mean there's been a whole bunch of different things as far as like evidence that people have found over time so we're starting with uh one of them that he found uh these footprints he's he was a big game hunter and he went up there and he tried to hunt the the nest monster and you know he was uh tracking uh, with all the footprints, and he comes up to the shore, and he finds these huge, like, seven foot, no, actually 20 foot long, like, footprints. And mm-hmm. you're like, what in the world could that possibly be? So he thought that he had found the evidence to the Loch Monster, and yeah. it turns out it was a hippo track. Hippos.
1: Hippos. Hippos are scary.
0: Hippos will straight up, they're dangerous. They're, like, one of the most dangerous animals, and mm-hmm. people, like, don't mm-hmm. put them on the shelf where they should be. Right. Like, oh, they're just a hippo. Those things will kill you. Yeah, it's like man. wild hogs. They're shit. insane. Yeah. They're just crazy. Yeah,
1: anyway. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, you know, when you think of Loch Ness Monster, what is the first thing you think of? The black and white picture. Yeah. Yeah. We're from like the 1930s. It was the iconic version of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. You see it on everything. I mean, at this point with the internet, things have kind of, you know, people have busted myths all day long. And uh, so it's, it's hard to tell like wh- how long something can go like this. But I mean, at the time, we're talking about just. Photography just starting to be a thing, mm-hmm. so it was very easy because it was a high definition, you right. know. So I mean, of course, it's easy to fake, and that's why I feel like a lot of alien stuff that's like the grainy, you know. They, there's just so much room for for error. Yeah, it's like you why know? does every picture of anything like that look like the worst picture ever taken? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like just blurry, and you're just like, oh, it'd be so good if it was just a little bit like, you know, it's kind of almost like, you know. <laughs> uh gas station cameras you know like why even have them like why Mm -hmm. do you have them there's no point it literally is like a blur yeah when you gotta help like have help identifying who someone is yeah it's like can you just (laughs) get like a high def camera or don't have one at all because now you're just getting our hopes up because you know it's just a black blob that always annoyed me really really bad but anyway if you know that whole story which most people do um Basically, this guy. His name is uh, Robert Wilson, and in 1934, he took a toy submarine and wrapped it with black plastic and had a plastic head stuck to it. And he just kind of put that in there and put it at a distance, and there you go. And it's like, it's like, how did no one see that when he did that? I guess that's maybe my first question that's strange but um but yeah he got away with it for for years and uh ever since then scientists have basically been trying to find the um bones from the creature you know because you would think if if it lived there there has to be more than one Mm -hmm. you know um but they have dredged the, the lake multiple times trying to find you know bone and that sort of thing and they have never found it and they've actually used sonar scans too um it just didn't turn up anything so yeah. you know it's it's kind of there's just really no way that mm. would could exist and then there's also like the saying of like whatever it is it's it, it, would, it would be a reptile and it's too cold up there we're talking like way too cold so yeah that makes sense It's a great idea, and, you know, it's one of those things where you're just, you know, the ultimate paranormal thing. But it's, there's no way that that exists, in my opinion.
1: Me neither. I don't think that it's a real thing. Very fabricated. Very much so. I got one for you. All right. All right. This is the case of the accidental time traveler. Mm. Okay. And this is how the story goes. Uh, One night in 1950... A strange figure appeared in the middle of a traffic-clogged intersection in New York City's famous Times Square. Okay, He wore a silk hat, a tight coat, and a vest, and he boasted an admirable set of thick, mutton chop sidebrowns.
0: Oh, side wow.
1: Sidebrowns. Sidebrowns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, witnesses said the man looked startled, and he gawked around at the surroundings as if he'd never seen a car or traffic lights before. And then he ran for the curb, and he was hit by a cab and killed him
0: whoa okay
1: and when the police searched the man's pockets they found a 19th century currency they found a bill for the feeding and stabling of one horse and they found a business card for a man named rudolph fence who lived on fifth avenue and tracking down the address they found an old woman who confirmed that rudolph fence was in fact her father-in-law and he had mysteriously disappeared in 1876 so what 70 something years this guy disappeared and he just popped up at Times Square 70-something years later. And then he got hit by a cab and straight up died. And so that's the story of Ridolf Fentz, the accidental time traveler, and for decades paranormalists across Europe pointed to Fentz's appearance as existence of time travel. Well, it was completely and utterly made up. It is actually a story from a book in 1951. It was a science fiction book by Jack Finney. He told that exact story in his book, and people have taken that story from the book and retold it to people over and over again until it's become something that everyone thinks is true.
0: Isn't that insane? Yes. Like, you can bend reality at this point. You just tell a story long enough.
1: It's even been rewritten a few times in different ways, in different books. Interesting.
0: That's so crazy. I mean, that makes sense, though, you know?
1: Yeah. People actually try to use that as evidence of time travel, but... Um, it's just made up in a, in a book. Up. Completely, yeah.
0: It's crazy. That's that's one of the things that you would see on like um, unsolved mysteries in the eighties. You know, like what happened to him? Was he a time traveler? We'll never know because he <laughs> died. Yeah. 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 That's pretty crazy. Um, I can't say I've heard that one. I don't know how.
1: I know. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. When I was reading it, I was like, "This sounds really interesting." And then I got to the part where they said, "Oh, it's by the way, it's completely fabricated. It's from my book." <sighs> I was like, really?
0: Yeah. Even though you literally just looked up like paranormal ho- hoaxes and you're like, <laughs> you're ready to like. Well, I be didn't expect it to cool. be
1: from a book. I expected it to be like a man that had faked it and then got offed
0: <laughs> by a cab by accident. Oh, wow. You know, but Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So the next ones I have is, is one people that I've never heard of before either, but um, basically they're the. There's three sisters They're called the Fox sisters. Okay. Um, there was a um, mid-1800s. Uh, the names were Leah, Maggie, and Catherine. And uh, they, I don't know, I guess they had like a very big imagination because they used to take, in their room, they would take a uh, string and they would throw it over and tie an apple to the end and throw it over the wall and go down between down between the wall Mm -hmm. and then they would like bang against the wall and they would scare their mom essentially trying to get her to think that it's paranormal well the mom's kind of flipping out a little bit because i mean at her thought is that these people these the kids are too young to like do that kind of prank but like it's not that difficult but still you just it's strange how do you come up with that idea um Well, eventually they set up a system of knocks that represented yes and no, which is kind of the same thing that we do today. Uh, So I would say maybe this is kind of where it all started, like, you know, coming up with a theme of like, yes or no, how -hmm. many, how many bumps. So the kids just kept doing this and the mom figured out how to do the yes or no questions. And so she's just sitting there talking to the wall, you know, thinking that she's getting answers to something and the kids are all just laughing. Um, they um, they called the the entity Splitfoot, which is actually a nickname for the devil.
1: Mm.
0: So we're going with demonic here, I guess. And they said it was the spirit of a man named Charles B. Rosna, who was murdered five years earlier and buried in their cellar. And their neighbors claim, claimed to have dug up under their cellar and found pieces of bones. So this was a very um no well-known thing throughout this whole area so everyone knew of this neighbor that's digging at bones supposedly mm-hmm. um but there was never any missing person ever identified as charles b rosna so it's mm, more than likely not true and then years later they find out that you know all of that wasn't true but Anyway, the sisters became mediums because they realized they could make money off of this. Like they're going to make people pay for these things that they go through and their little investigations and make money off all these people. So it's the age old tale of the mediums who are pulling one over. Um, But basically what they would do is uh, their investigation was completely in the dark. So they would just tie strings around their toes and they would do it that way. Like, they would completely control, like, each individual toe on their foot. And then that one would do each different knocks, different heights and That's stuff so like that. that.
1: Somebody will go to that length.
0: Yeah, it is. It's yeah. crazy. And they, like, freaking, they they destroyed everything. Like, literally everyone believed this for, like, a long time. And then uh, they kind of started to notice there was this guy that was called E.P. Longworthy, He investigated the sisters because he always noted how the knockings or the wraps always came from under their feet when their dresses were in contact with the floor. Mm -hmm. So he um, had them set up in a control room. And from the control, they discovered that the wraps did not occur if the sisters were placed on a couch with cushions Mm -hmm. under their feet. It's only if their feet were touching the floor. So obviously they figured out that it was a huge Hoax and they had been had one pulled over on them, and they actually entered. Uh, there was this in 1857 in the Boston Courier, cool there was a prize of $500, which back then I don't know how much that would be now William, to any medium. 1857? Yeah, 1857. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Lot of money. Yeah. yeah, so any medium that could demonstrate their paranormal ability. Uh, to the committee, then they would win that money. And they attempted to win the prize, and they were investigated by three H- Harvard professors. And they failed the test. Um, they concluded that the wraps were produced by the bone uh, and the feet movement. So they'd also do like things where they like crunch their toe, and they could like make it pop like mm. that. And that yeah. would be considered part of it. Uh, but they're in the dark. So how would anyone know? You mm-hmm. know, that's so. That's kind of how that went under and. At the very end, uh, one of, there was a relative of the Fox family. Uh, she admitted in a signed statement that she had assisted them during some of their seances and by touching them to indicate when the rap should be made, you know, so they would just do this by snapping their toes and bending their knees and ankles. Hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much that story. Pretty. Uh, that's so crazy. Man. Pretty crazy. Uh, Those links people that people be, will go to to yeah. be fake. You could have, like, put more energy into that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, people, like, we have a paranormal group that we,
1: you know, we go on investigations around the state of Arkansas, and, like, I can't imagine faking something, because, like, eventually someone's going to find out. Yeah,
0: I don't want, like, I want my name Um, to be 100%, like, I'm doing this because I want to, like, explain paranormal, not because I want to make up stuff and Mm -hmm. try to get views, you know? But there are a lot of people out there like that. It's just crazy. It is.
1: All right. Well, I got one more. And this is a big one.
0: I'm sure you've heard of crop circles. Ah, yes. Of course. Do you think there are real crop circles? I don't even know because I've seen so many things, like so many things about it, but there's some that are so intricate. It's really hard to think that someone could do that without having an overview of it. Mm -hmm. It's just, and they're just perfectly spaced apart. I don't know. So this story.
1: So in the 1980s, A series of increasingly intricate patterns emerged in the barley and wheat fields of farmers in Wiltshire, England, and they dubbed these things crop circles. I'm assuming that this is when this whole phenomenon started. Um, So they were breathtaking, unexplained formations that drew crowds of tourists and intense speculation about their origin. And so there's these things called, I think it's serologists, and uh, they're basically crop circle junkies. So, like, uh, they hypothesize that the circles, which always appeared overnight, were either from landing pads for alien spacecraft, mm-hmm. or uh, they could be coded messages from a higher intelligence or symbols downloaded uh, to our collective subconscious. And it helps that Wolfshire is also home to Stonehenge. When
0: oh, this all wow. started. Yeah.
1: So, people think that that was made of aliens as well. I don't know. Uh, and so it says, only Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley knew the real story. Uh, they were drinking buddies, and they were part-time watercolor, watercolor artists. Watercolor, watercolor artists? Watercolor How do you artists. get that
0: title? <laughs>
1: and they had, been making, uh, <laughs> they had been making all these crop circles in Wiltshire by hand or by foot, mostly since the 1970s. And they did not uh, get caught until 1991 so they did this for 21 years they would just get together and drink at night and go out in Wiltshire, the and they would make crop circles in these people's farms overnight using tools uh you know rope and flat wood boards and stuff. yeah
0: they put like two by fours on their feet and yeah. like walked through it and they would go out there and uh make crop circles how did they night. ever explain this sym- like the symmetry of it how it was so perfect like how did they do that they were artists man
1: in those watercolors <laughs> Until uh-huh. yeah, uh, it wasn't until 1991 that Bauer and Trelly confessed their role in the artistic hoax, which they then had grown to include many, many other people that were also doing this hoax
0: by that time. So that is insane. So there's just a bunch of like artists out there that are like just making crop circles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess I mean good on them if they can make that like. Symmetry while they're drunk, good on them, <laughs> they deserve yeah. it.
1: I mean, a perfect circle is hard to draw. I can't imagine, yeah, to do it I know and... that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, no point of reference. I mean, I guess now you could use drones, but like,
1: yeah, maybe it's not super perfect, maybe it just looks perfect from far away.
0: So, know. are we talking? I mean, literally, every single crop circle is not real or um, just the ones they made. You I know? think it
1: starts here, but. This hoax or something. Then once people started seeing crop circles, they started to do it themselves. And,
0: so you just really can't ever tell. There's just it could be anybody. Right. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, I've got one last one, and you know we can't leave this one off. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot, my homie. So well, normally he's found in the forests of North America, and he's described as hairy, muscular, about six nine to seven feet tall. And even some of his prints show to have claws in them. Some of them don't. And they look like an ape mm-hmm. kind of foot. And then some of them look like a human type of foot. All right. um, I've never seen one with claws on it. But supposedly that's the thing. Um, you know, I think that the original story of all of this started when, like, back in the, like the natives. They actually called big animals Bigfoot. So, like, anything that they saw that was, like, a deer or an elk. It was local to the area and was huge and they see it all the time, you know. Mm. That's Bigfoot. And so that's kind of how it, how it started with naming they would just would name random animals that were the big animals. So you'd be like, Oh yeah, I saw Bigfoot today. You know, so that's kind of cool. Um, about one third of all claims of Bigfoot sightings are actually located on the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You know, so they have those huge trees and it looks like just fern gully. So awesome. Have you ever been there? Mm. man it's like one of my favorite spots it's a pacific northwest it's like you're like in a jungle or something yeah it's insane like it's just so cool to be out in nature and they have all those waterfalls and stuff anyways long story short it's pretty awesome if you haven't done it you should definitely do it Mm -hmm. um but mainly uh you know the the bigfoot Uh, nowadays is always going to be a misidentification of an animal or someone is dressed up like an, like an actual Bigfoot item. Um, There was, there's been so many of these that are actually hoax that it, it, I I can't even name them all off to be honest with you. Um, There's one guy that um, he was trying to be, he was dressed up in a Bigfoot costume and he was like trying to like scare people. And he happened to be in the way when a motorist came by and it scared him so bad. They ran over him. He died. Wow. Yeah. In his little Bigfoot suit, you know, so that's kind of weird, but uh, that's happened. And then uh, they've had a bunch of things where the, there was, you know, rewards to get, you know, a picture of Bigfoot or a body of Bigfoot. And this one guy, uh, he, he said that he killed one. And he had the body of it, but he didn't want to release it because if if they released it, he was afraid people would try to, try to take it from him. Right. So he basically like hid this thing for years and years, and then they finally did a um, like an X ray on it, and scientists were able to um, go through and see what it, the hair and everything was made out of, and it was just a dummy wow. that he built. But then he later said, actually, you know, I. Did kill him that's a replica of what i killed him but i don't want to bring him out i'm just gonna because i don't think people i can't trust people it's just like dude just give it up just give it up already yeah. it's ridiculous
1: a lot of people do stuff like that it's just like people are just so full of crap
0: yeah they're just, just so full of, of crap. it's yeah. like why do you need that kind of energy all the time but anyway so you know you have your mis- misidentifications they're usually like elk or bear. There's been a couple of pictures that are supposed to be a Bigfoot, and then they decided that they were an ape, you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. So, Some really convincing videos. They're, like... yeah. But how easy is it to just put on a costume and just walk in the distance? Right. I mean, you can make that look creepy.
1: I remember statewide. watching, uh, they were trying to debunk this one famous video. I can't remember who did it. It um, was like a video of, like, basically Bigfoot was walking to the right side of the camera frame and they were following him, and then he turns around and looks at him, and then he keeps walking. Oh, yeah,
0: that's the most iconic one. Yeah, boy.
1: And uh, they tried to, like, study that and basically, like, study the movements and study, like, the length of his arms and, like, see if it could be a real person or if they walked like, you know, a person could not walk. Um, I think they were pretty inconclusive about it, but it was pretty much the uh, opinion of them that it was a hoax. Yeah. So,
0: well, I've actually heard that the guy that, that took the the film that before he died he actually admitted that there was someone in a in a suit unreal yeah so don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure he did because i remember being like man
1: you know mm-hmm.
0: but you know you've also got that all over the world so you've got um bigfoot over here and then you've got like an abominable snowman and the yeti yeah and a yeti yeah. and so they're all over, and I think people just really want to believe in giants. When I mean, we come from a, a history of native, some native people, I guess, um, but you know, like they all thought about, you know, the spirits mm-hmm. and like how that could be. So I don't know. I think I think they had lots of stories about giants and and dwarves and that sort of thing, and that's just like always been in folklore, right. And this just is what it is, and so I think it did start, you know, with Native Americans calling Bigfoot as red right on things, because I, I'm sure that got passed along for many, 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 many generations. But I mean, that's pretty much it on the on the Bigfoot front. Um, there's just there's just not enough evidence, and I feel like if there were Bigfoot. Whatever you want to call it out there. We yeah, would have found bones by now. It, yeah. And people always say, you know, oh, animals could could scatter the bones, you know, but yeah, they could, but at what point would we someday stumble over a huge femur that's like way bigger than a human would be? Yeah. So that so just that just cuts it out for me. Until we find bone evidence, I just I don't see how that's a thing.
1: I mean, if there were actual like, you know, proven like some way it could have proved it in some way, I would love to know about that um any of the stuff we just talked about if any of our listeners out there have any evidence or you know if they have something that maybe we haven't seen that kind of proves one of these things is maybe real I'd love to see it
0: uh, oh yeah I always have an open mind on everything I mean I'm not going to yeah. go into it being like no way but I hate stupid hoax videos so please none of those cuz I just hate <laughs> them so much please let's just be real so yeah anybody has any good good evidence of anything let us know and um I guess that wraps it up for our paranormal hoaxes. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining you guys.
1: Appreciate it. We will see you next week.
0: Later.